0: You're listening to Beck QL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth from Beck QL. Welcome
1: back. BetQL Daily presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday as we look forward to the division around weekend in the NFL. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll start diving into some props. Our guy we sat on Crackman last hour. He said, you know what? The key to props is early, dive in early. So we will start diving in our, our early thoughts on props for this week. And right now, though, we go out to the Roman guest line. David Behrman of ESPN, ESPN Chalk, joins us right now. David, welcome back to the show. Before we, um, we get going with everything for this week, your reaction to last night. Boy, Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals, what an ending to their season, which is not surprising, as we know the trend with Kingsbury and his teams late in the season. What did you make of last night?
2: I was actually very surprised at how poorly they played. I thought the, the the Cardinals, based on how they played the Rams earlier this season with the blowout win and in LA, and then you know they they played pretty well in the second game, although they lost it at home. I just thought they'd come out with a with a much better game plan than they did. And if you think about the fact that the Rams had two people out in their secondary and then hired while off the street, you figured that the, that the Cardinals would be able to do something on offense that you might get into a shootout with the Rams. That's the exact opposite of what happened. The Rams' offense yesterday was as bad as we've seen in a playoff game in some time. They were totally anemic. The first half was an absolute disaster for them. And the game was virtually over as soon as Kyler Murray pulled the Carson Wentz and decided to throw a three yard pick six right there at the end of the first half. And uh, that's the type of game that, you know, you got a coach in Kingsbury who, who took his team to a 7 0 start and within one game of winning the division six and a 6.5 1 underdog winning that division before the season starts. And yet you have to question yourself today as whether he's the right man for the job, because they made no in-game adjustments whatsoever. It seemed like they were just dead out of water from the very first drive of the game.
0: Uh, David, on the uh, business side, on the broadcasting side, which uh, all of us are involved with, with sports betting, there was Between the Lines and ESPN+, and uh, a lot of these broadcasting entities are trying to figure out, okay, uh, with sports, Sports betting, we want to figure out the second screen. What would interest people? And, and it was something I had uh, I tweeted out last night that I thought the approach that you guys made was, was the smart one. You go over the daily wager set during the commercials. So if you're watching the main broadcast, Peyton and Eli or the one on ESPN, they're dealing with commercials. But over on ESPN Plus, they're not commercials. They're talking about how to bet it. And that's when people bet live. But if I didn't have the audio on, I thought it was interesting looking up because I would have Peyton and Eli for the audio, and then I would look up on the second screen, and you guys had a lot of next-gen stats up, that it, pass, w- rush, win rate, stuff like that. Stuff that you don't see on other broadcasts, and there was a scroll of the player props keeping you updated knowing exactly uh, where it stood. I, I like the approach. I'm not just saying this because you were on. I, you're on the show. I tweeted out last night. I thought it was interesting, and um, it wasn't too much sports betting for your average fan because they would have the sports betting guys brought on during the breaks. Uh, what was your what was your job last night? How were you involved with that?
2: Well, first of all, thanks for watching. Uh, we always enjoy the, the feedback, and, and thanks for enjoying it. And, and I was right front and center. I've uh, been there since the beginning with, with doing these type of things on the BetCast. I've been in the office. The only times I've been in the office since COVID is for the – that we've done we've done a couple of nba ones and now this is our third nfl one we did last year's wild card game we did uh the monday night football week one and then we did last night it's a lot of fun you know you get to talk betting you get to talk next gen stats uh you get to my job last night was to to make sure we were getting all the caesar's information on the props and the live lines to the control room and to the studio in vegas to make sure everybody had the right information because like you said it's a live broadcast during a live game, so it's not like you can just look things up and go. You've you know, you have got have some people looking stuff up, you've but some people on air talking, some people building graphics. But as you noted, you know it, it, it's a lot of gambling, but not too much gambling. And that's kind of what the conversations with the NFL were like, where they don't want a, a broadcast that's 100% gambling because the feedback that the NFL has gotten, and, and us to a degree is that the average fan isn't going to watch 100% of sports betting. So you have to mix and match, and you have the NFL Live crew out there you know, in Bristol doing the game analysis, and then you're right, kicking it to us during the commercials, which is perfect for us. Or if there's something going on, I remember the, the Monday night football game week one, there was a field goal attempt late that was going to hit the over-under in the first half, and the NFL Live crew kicked it to us. To pretty much do the play-by-play of that field goal because it was going to either win or lose some people some bets. So it is fun to be able to do that. And you look at last night's game. I mean, last night's game was a blowout. Last night's a game that if you're watching on on regular broadcast or even the Manning cast, you may shut it off because it's a blowout and the game's over. Uh, but not in the betting world. As you know, live betting is huge. Props are huge. And at any point in the game, you could talk about what's going on with the live line, which was 20-and-a-half for most of the second half as well as the props that were hitting on the last couple of drives of the game. And, and, and the host, Doug Kazarian, we had a meeting earlier in the day on Monday, and everyone normally says, hey, let's hope for not a blowout. Doug's like, hey, a blowout's not going to hurt the, the, the megacast for betting because we can always talk about the live line in total and the, and the props. And that's exactly what we had last night. So even though the game stunk, I would say that the, the, the mega cast was very successful and a lot of fun to do. That's awesome. I look forward to seeing more of those. We saw favorites do very well um in the wild card round. Do you think that's a trend that continues or are there some dogs that you like um this weekend? I actually think that the dogs will bark back a little bit this week and and I'm not wholly surprised that the the favorites in the chalk one week, you know, the, in the wild card round you know, the NFL expanded the playoffs and you know, for, for the better good of the NFL, but not necessarily the good of the fans, where the average margin of victory was 17 points per game. There may come a day where a seven-seed upsets a two, um, but but it wasn't going to be this week, as you saw the the seven seeds just weren't very good. And with all due respect to the great state of Pennsylvania, those two teams laid eggs in their games. And, and you don't you know maybe in the future there's better seven seeds out there. As far as this week's concerned, Aaron, I, I do think what I saw last night about from the LA Rams is is something to 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 cause pause when you're thinking about that Tampa Bay repeat. And Tom Brady and company may very well run the table and get another Super Bowl title. And will surprise no one. That Rams defense last night, especially the front four, was very, very impressive. They bottled up Murray. They bottled up the run game. And if they can get to Brady, we all know that the only way to stop Tom Brady is to just literally knock him down. And they did a hell of a lot of that last night with Kyler Murray. And I do think with some of the injuries that the Bucks have had on the offensive line – They may have trouble with with that that Rams defensive line. So I kind of like the Rams there, especially if that number goes up over three. And I think the Bills are live. You know, ever since they were getting blown out at home by Tampa and then came back and forced overtime, they've basically been a completely different team since then. They've already gone into Arrowhead and won once this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do it again. So so those are two of the dogs that I'm monitoring. Um, I do like the Packers. I, I just, I know I keep, the 49ers to, and I haven't been successful there but I just think the Packers are the best team in football and you're going to see that this weekend.
1: David Bearman joining us from ESPN Chalk uh, as we look forward to the divisional round of the NFL. Uh, David any futures team or player you see value on? Obviously we knocked out some teams. There's only so many to go here but Super Bowl MVP, playoff leaders, certain categories. Our are, are, uh, producer Paul Aspen has a 75 to 1 ticket on Josh Allen to lead the NFL playoffs in rushing. Pretty good week one. So he's he's live for that. Any futures you have your eye on?
2: I think Allen's also live for, for the Super Bowl MVP. If you really think the Bills are gonna go into Kansas City and win and then potentially host a AFC championship game or go to Tennessee, I think they're live at five and a half to one. Obviously Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are going to be the favorites to win the Super Bowl MVP. But I think Allen at five five fifty and, and Tom Brady at six to one. You know, Tom Brady it's funny. All the guy does is win, 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 and yet he's never up on top of the board in terms of favorites to win the MVP, favorites to win the Super Bowl. Here he is at six to one, and he's a couple of wins away. You know, if the Bucks win it, he's going to be the MVP. So I think a couple of those are live uh, right there. And in terms of actual team futures. Believe it or not, the, the Rams are still, like right now, the Rams are seven and a half to one to win the whole thing, which is the second worst odds if you look back to the 49ers and Rams. You, you look at look at what they have. They have a, a, a A-type defense, and you look at what Odell Beckham adds to that offense. And what impressed me the most last night was Cam Akers. Fresh legs, somehow superhuman coming back from an ACL tear, and he was as fresh as can be last night. And if he's that way... I think they can not only beat Tampa, but they can probably beat Green Bay and win the whole thing. And that's a team that I was not big on because I'm not – you look at the Cleveland model or you look at some of the other models of just getting a whole bunch of superstars together, it hasn't always been successful. But what they showed last night was the potential to be great.
0: David Behrman, this is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth with you. So, uh, David, we are both paying close attention to the head coaching search that is going on throughout the league. Every single day, so many interviews being conducted. And once Flores was fired, probably not a shock to you since you followed so closely, but a shock to many across the league. And so I'm in Chicago paying close attention to uh, what the Bears are going to do. And most people here, once they found out that Flores was available, he shot up to the top of the list. Now, maybe that changed a little bit with Dayball's performance on Saturday night. But uh, tell us more about Flores. What the average football fan, just observing from the outside, doesn't understand, because uh, many people I, I think would love to have Flores as their head coach. But I will say that uh, I've kind of waffled on that a little bit as I've seen some of the stories come out over the past week or so.
2: Yeah, and it all depends on what you're, what you want out of a head coach. If You're looking for someone that can can win on the X's and the O's. I mean, Brian Flores has proven that he can go ahead and have back to back winning seasons with what is amount to, and I can admit it, sub you know, suboptimal talent. Like it's not like the Dolphins are flush with talent like the Rams and Bucks are, or even some of the teams in their own division, like the Patriots and Bills. But Flores was able to do what he could with what he had. But as you just mentioned, you hear a lot of behind the scenes stuff about how he handled Tua and fighting with the GM and not easy to work with. And you wonder if that's something that can be sustainable somewhere else, where if your head coach is not playing nice with your GM, your owner, your quarterback, what that can do to a team or a clubhouse, locker room, etc. We don't know everything that went on. We only hear what the reporters are telling us and, and what people are making of what. Personally speaking, I was surprised that they got rid of Flores. I was angry at first because here's a guy who was making something out of nothing. But also, when you start hearing things like he was holding to a back and he wanted Deshaun Watson, and the owners didn't again. We don't know what side is accurate, which side isn't. All I know is they weren't playing nice in the same sandbox. So something's got to give. I personally would have liked to have keep the coach and get rid of the GM, but I'm not the owner. <laughs> I'm not inside. <laughs> and seeing what's going on, I mean, heck, the GM in Vegas, who all he's done is got a winning team out there, just got fired. But the GM in Florida and in Miami – doesn't lose his job, and he's not done what I would say is is a good job. But whatever's going on is beyond the scenes. I do think you're right about Dabble. I think he'd be a great head coach, Uh, someone who is an offensive mind who I think the Dolphins are looking at. I also think Doug Peterson would be a great coach because he's a quarterback guy who can help Tua and run that offense a little bit differently than what has happened before. It all depends on what you want, like it doesn't seem to be like Brian Flores is a player's coach that people like very much, maybe he'll be good in Chicago with fields maybe he won't. I just know that where there's smoke there's fired it didn't seem like there was a lot of love in the air down in South Florida. <sighs> I'm curious, when you look at these props, there's so many options. Um, We've got some touchdown score props up already on FanDuel. Are there specific things you look at or key in on when you're betting props?
1: Any tips you might have for us?
2: When I look at props, I like to look at the volume ones in terms of attempts, rushes, completions, etc. Because sometimes a lot of those are related to game flow. And if you had done the game flow for last night, you would have lost a lot because no one expected the the Cardinals to do as bad as they did. But if you had done game flow based on the Buffalo-New England game, you did very, very well. So you look and try to figure out what the game flow is going to be, and then I look at the volume. If I think Josh Allen's going to pass a lot because of the way the defense is set up. I'm going to look at over-attempts maybe over touchdowns, et cetera. Same thing with the over, the rushing. And then if you think there's going to be split carries in the backfield, go under on some of the attempts for the running backs. But you never know. Last night would have been a miss because Tony Michelle had gotten 20-plus carries in three consecutive games, including a game with Cam Akers back. Last night it was the Cam Akers show. So you're going to hit some, you're going to miss some, but I like to play around with the volume props and try to figure out the game flow based on that. Again, it's a coin flip because if you're wrong and there's a blowout like last night, it's going to hurt you. But in the long run, you're going to have some expected value by doing the the volume ones. is what I look at.
1: David, quickly on these props and, and how you're playing all this, about 30 seconds here. Are you waiting to see how some of these injuries play out? Worfs in Tampa, the defensive line at Cincinnati, to try to guess game flow based on who's out there? Or, or do you see the value on some of these now and you say jump on them?
2: Most of the time when it comes to props, I will wait, and, and, and the crack man is 100% right that the earlier you get in, the better before the lines move, but you also have to judge the injuries, and so I do wait for the major injuries. If, if there's a game where there's no injury factor whatsoever, I will jump on them right away, but I do think injuries and COVID and everything plays a huge part in at least pausing to make sure you're getting the right guy on the right team with the right injuries.
1: Great stuff. David Berman, we appreciate you hopping on. That was David on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BECQL. As we talk some props there with David, we have a props talk with, uh, with Crackman. We're going to talk props on the other side as we start making our first thoughts on division around weekend. Which players, which props do we like for the upcoming weekend of games? Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, BetQL Daily. Presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook.
0: These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.